0: This program is presented by Birch Gold Group, the precious metal
1: IRA specialists.
2: Good morning, in today's headlines, keeping women's sports limited to women. That's the goal of a bill now passed by the U.S. House. We'll hear the stories of two athletes affected by current
3: policies. And another new contender in the 2024 presidential race, Larry Elder, throws his hat in the ring. Find out what compelled him to run for the GOP nomination.
2: It sounds like something out of a movie a major gold heist in Canada. Police estimate close to $15 million worth of valuables was stolen from a Toronto airport. We share sure what's known about the theft so far.
3: In the wake of the shocking church sex abuse report from the Maryland Attorney General, NTD reached out to abuse survivor and author Jean Wayner to discuss the unsolved murder of Sister Kathy Sesnick.
2: And the Supreme Court is weighing whether to ban affirmative action in college admissions. A legal fellow weighs in on the divisive topic.
3: Good morning, welcome to NTD, I'm
2: Kevin Hogan. And I'm Tiffany Meyer in for Evelyn Lee. Today is Friday, April 21st. We start off with some news from the Capitol. The Republican-led House has passed a women's sports bill. It bans men who identify as women from competing in female sports. The measure passed with a slim majority. NTD's Melina Cup had the chance to speak with some lawmakers in support of it. Here's what she learned.
1: Many of the Congress members that we heard from say that their goal for supporting this bill is to ensure that women have equal opportunity in sports. But for some members, they say the reasons behind their support for this bill reaches further, saying that for them, it's more about upholding core values. Here's how Congresswoman Mary Miller puts it. You know,
3: freedom of speech and freedom of religion, but that includes freedom of conscience. And they're going
4: after freedom of conscience. I want our country not just to survive, but to flourish,
1: and the two foundations are faith and family. Now, the majority of the Republicans that we heard from say they're not intending to marginalize the transgender community, pointing to more practical issues they say they're concerned with, such as making sure that women have the opportunity to get sports-related scholarships or, for example, how female athletes may feel uncomfortable in the locker room and expose their own bodies to these biological males.
4: They cannot change a person's DNA.
1: And this is a similar message that we heard from House Speaker Kevin McCarthy when he was pressed about how the transgender community may be impacted by this. On the flip side, Democrat leader Hakeem Jeffries says he believes that the issues like this should be left up to the professionals.
0: The relevant organizations involved in elite sports competition to do what they do.
1: All Democrats opposed this bill, and the White House says that President Biden will veto it, calling it discriminatory. We did get a chance to hear from a few female athletes who have been directly impacted by this. Here's what they told me.
2: I had to compete against them throughout all three years of high school. I raced against them over a dozen times. I was never close. But then once I lost out on the opportunity to qualify for the
5: New England regional meet, that was my final straw. And I said, I need to stand up and not only fight for my own fairness, but for everybody else. Because at that time, there was no real voice out there. So the third time it happened to me, I decided I'd had enough. And it had actually financially impacted me, so I... I decided to speak up. I didn't think anyone would listen. I made a social media post. Within like five minutes, it went viral on the internet.
1: And all of this comes as the Biden administration is actively trying to go in the opposite direction. The administration recently proposed a rule change that would prohibit schools across the nation from banning transgender athletes. Now, that rule change is right now in the beginning steps. Assuming it does survive and is enacted, it will take months, if not years, for students and schools to feel its impact. Reporting in Washington, D.C., Melina Wisecup, NTD News.
3: President Biden is expected to formally announce his 2024 re-election campaign as soon as next week. That's according to three anonymous sources briefed on the discussions. And on top of that, Republicans have a new contender in the 2024 race. Popular talk show host Larry Elder announced his bid for the GOP nomination yesterday. Here's Elder on Fox News with Tucker Carlson.
6: I feel I have a moral, a religious and a patriotic duty to give back to a country that's been so good to my family and to me. And that is why I'm doing this, Tucker. My mom was a lifelong Democrat. And Tucker, they would have arguments over the kitchen table, uh, but nobody called anybody a fascist. Nobody said, you only care (laughs) about the rich. Nobody said, you only care about the poor. They were able to debate these things civilly. And we ought to be able to do that in this country. Elder is not new to the political
3: arena. He ran against California Governor Gavin Newsom during the recall election in 2021. Elder is the host of the Larry Elder Show on Epoch TV. He is pausing it for his campaign. Elder says regardless of the outcome, it will be a service to the country if he can draw attention to issues. He wants to highlight problems law enforcement is having and the effects of fatherless homes. Elder is set to speak at the Iowa Faith and Freedom Coalition tomorrow. He'll be rubbing elbows with other 2024 GOP presidential candidates, including former President Trump.
2: And in other news, there's been a major gold heist in Canada. Police say close to $15 million worth of gold and other valuables was stolen. It happened at Toronto Pearson Airport. The cargo was unloaded and taken to a holding facility. It disappeared sometime afterwards. The theft was reported to police Monday. Police didn't say if the heist was caught on camera, what airline transported the container, or who the cargo belonged to. Here's the local police inspector yesterday.
7: What I can say is that the container contained a high-value shipment. It did contain gold, but was not exclusive to gold and contained other items of monetary value. This high-value container was uh, removed by illegal means from the holding facility.
2: Investigators say they are keeping a broad outlook when it comes to suspects and are keeping their eyes open to all avenues. No arrests have been made.
3: From theft to violence, gunfire ripped through several neighborhoods of Sudan's capital Khartoum today. This after the army deployed for the first time on foot in its almost week-long fight with a paramilitary force. Soldiers and gunmen from the paramilitary rapid support forces shot at each other in residential areas of the city. The nonstop fighting has killed hundreds. It's undermined efforts by the U.N. Secretary General to broker a truce to allow civilians to reach safety. The violence was triggered by disagreement over an internationally backed plan to form a new civilian government. This four years after the fall of autocrat Omar al-Bashir to mass protests and two years after a military coup. John Kirby of the National Security Council reacts.
8: The Pentagon did announce that they are moving forward to pre-position some military forces and capabilities nearby just for contingency purposes in case uh, they would be needed for any kind of uh, evacuation. But again, no decision has been made on that. The focus right now is on urging both sides to stop this violence, to abide by a ceasefire,
3: to allow humanitarian aid to get to people that uh, that that need it. Foreign nations, including the U.S., have been unable to evacuate their citizens.
2: The state of Maryland ratified the Child Victims Act last week. The new law followed a staggering church sex abuse report from the attorney general, detailing over 600 victims of priests and others. NTD's Daniel Monahan reached out to abuse survivor and author Jean Hargadon-Wehner. She shares her experience about the abuse and the unsolved murder of Sister Kathy Sesnick.
7: Jean Wehner was 14 when her abuse at the hands of Father Neil Magnus and Father Joseph Maskell began at Archbishop Keough High School in Baltimore. She says apart from the horrifying sexual abuse and rape, the pair also used verbal abuse and intimidation tactics.
4: He sat across from me and slowly as he's talking, he's taking the bullets out and he's putting them one at a time on the table in front of me and then he put the gun up to my head it was like Russian roulette, roulette, you know, and he pulled the trigger. I can still hear the, the click of the trigger, and um, and it was it was deafening. It was so loud.
7: And the pair intimidated her in other ways with obscene pictures.
4: And they would show um, pictures. He was showing pictures to me. One was of a little a little boy without a, a penis. Another was a woman without a tongue. Um, and and his Phrase was, you see what happens when you say bad things about people. Um, They had books of children dressed in uh, sexy lingerie.
7: Weiner says Moscow went to other extremes.
4: Where he used a dog collar with a leash. Uh, I know that he used a paddle on me. Um, He did enemas. He um, took me to a GYN. He had had me have a, a forced abortion that I didn't even know I was having.
7: The abuse survivor says she was also trafficked to a policeman and a parishioner under the watch of Maskell. After some time, the traumatized teen confided in a kind teacher named Sister Kathy Sesnik.
4: So she said, "Um, is anybody making you do something you don't want to do? And I shook my head, yes. And she said, "Um, are they hurting you? And I shook my head, yes. And she said, is it the priest? And I looked at her, and I shook my head, yes. And she said something to the effect of, Jesus, I thought so. And she hugged me, and she said, "Um, I'm going to take care of this. You go have a good summer.
7: The young teacher would soon disappear. Wayner says Moscow later took her to see Sister Kathy's dead body.
4: And she's crumpled on the ground. And I ran over, and I noticed that she had maggots in her face. And he came down and said, you see what happens when you say bad things about people? I remember he had gloves on, he picked her up, and I remember there being a dumpster to the over to the right at some point and him putting her in it.
7: Police found the body of Sister Kathy Sesnick in January 1970. Her unsolved murder served as the basis for the Emmy-nominated Netflix documentary series The Keepers in 2017. Wainer published her memoir titled Walking with Aletheia Last Year. It is available on Amazon. Daniel Monahan, NTD News.
3: And just ahead, will the Supreme Court put an end to affirmative action on college campuses? We hear from a legal fellow who says admissions based on race offer only a mirage of opportunity. A major push underway to get millions of Kia and Hyundai cars recalled. State attorneys general want the federal government to get involved. Find out why after the break. Welcome back. Let's talk about affirmative action on college campuses. It appears the Supreme Court is set to end these practices. They're meant to increase diversity in higher education and make up for disadvantages said to stem from past discrimination. I wanted to discuss the pros and cons of this approach, so I spoke with a legal expert. Take a look. Joining me now is Allison Soman, an attorney at the Pacific Legal Foundation. It's so great to have you with us today, Allison.
5: Thank you so much for inviting me.
3: Can you please support your claim that race-based admissions only offer the mirage of opportunity?
5: Sure. So, race preferential admissions are commonly defended on the grounds that they offer opportunity to students who need it because they come from groups that have historically been discriminated against. But several studies, including one brand new one by law professors Richard Sander and Robert Steinbock, show that race preferential admissions don't offer opportunity, but in fact only offer the mirage of opportunity the basic mechanism is pretty simple most of us learn best when we're in a classroom with others who are about the same level of preparation as we are you don't want to throw a kindergartner in a room full of 12th graders to learn math because she'll get overwhelmed and won't learn very much and you wouldn't want to throw the 12th grader in the room full of kindergartners because that would be way too easy for him people get sorted to colleges and universities that aren't really a good fit for them they get overwhelmed and they wind up learning less than they might have Had they attended a school where their entering credentials were closer to those of the median student, we see this effect in science, technology, mathematics, and engineering. We see it in students who want to get PhDs and go on to be college professors. And most recently, we see this um, in students doing less well on the bar exam than they would have had they attended a school that's closer to where their credentials were closer to those of the median student.
3: And Allison, I want to delve in a little bit more to this same level of preparation concept that you're alluding to. The president of Princeton, which you cited his research, it shows supposedly that it's better for a black man to be at an average school with good grades than at Princeton without them. They say the boost in income from better grades is almost twice that of the boost from attending a prestigious school. But these professors at top tier schools have a lot of connections and that could be a way to help these students get a good job if their professor feels they are doing well with their coursework. So would you say this is helping these disadvantaged groups create inroads to high society?
5: So when you look carefully at the data tables in the book that you allude to their data tables show that on average, students who do very well at a college that's near the middle of the pack, um, the example that a, a typical example of the schools in that tier would be something like Penn State. That student does better in the workforce, earns more than a student who goes to an elite school but doesn't do as well grade wise. That suggests that race preferences aren't helping students but are in fact creating a mirage of Opportunity, rather than real opportunity.
3: And some have argued that if students are selected based on their race, they'll bring a diverse perspective and experience to the campus community that otherwise wouldn't have them. Do you see any merit to this? And does this outweigh the supposed detriments of this race-based admission?
5: So that argument exists, but the people who advance it, the university presidents, the university admissions officers, have rarely, if ever, taken it into account the detriment to the students who are getting the preferences themselves. I think that this is a very important part of the equation, and it's one that advocates of a more diverse classroom experience should wrangle with as they formulate admissions policy.
3: Really great analysis. Alison Soman, an attorney at the Pacific Legal Foundation, so great to have you with us.
5: Thank you so much.
2: And in other news, Attorneys General in 17 states are urging the federal government to recall millions of Kia and Hyundai cars. This is because the cars were designed in a way that make them easy to steal.
7: Attorneys General in 17 states sent a letter on Thursday to the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration requesting a nationwide recall for millions of Kia and Hyundai cars. Some Kia and Hyundai cars sold in the US over the last decade do not have engine immobilizers. It's a device that prevents the engine from starting unless the key
0: is present. Hyundai and Kia continued to fail to adequately respond. By creating cars that can be started without the key, cars that don't come with anti-theft devices that are standard across the country, even standard in cars Kia and Hyundai manufacture in other countries, like Canada and in Europe, Hyundai and Kia have left us no choice.
7: Videos circulating on social media platforms like TikTok have shown how people can start Kia and Hyundai models by using only a screwdriver and a USB cable. In Los Angeles, thefts of Hyundai and Kia cars now account for 20 percent of all car thefts in the city, and Berkeley, California is seeing a similar trend.
2: And what we discovered was an alarming increase in the number of Kias and Hyundais that were uh, stolen in our city. We went from what we were experiencing a 1 to 2 percent of our stolen vehicles were uh, Hyundais and Kias to 38 percent. What we discovered was Social media influences, setting a challenge, was giving people the information on how to easily steal these vehicles.
7: The two South Korea-based automakers are facing growing pressure in the U.S. Multiple cities, including St. Louis, Cleveland, Milwaukee, San Diego, Seattle, and Columbus, Ohio, have already sued the automakers. Hyundai said all models produced after November 2021 have immobilizers.
2: Turning out of space, it was a successful launch. However, SpaceX's giant new rocket exploded just minutes after blasting off on its first test flight. The company later provided a reason for the explosion. Here's the story.
8: What was meant to be the first test of the most powerful space launch system ever built ended Thursday in an explosion just minutes after takeoff. The uncrewed test of SpaceX's two-stage rocket ship, standing taller than the Statue of Liberty and the largest ever assembled, combined for the first time the private space firm's super heavy booster rocket with its Starship vehicle. The two parts were supposed to separate, with the Starship planned to execute a 90-minute debut flight into space.
4: As of right now, we are awaiting stage separation where Starship should separate from
8: the Super Heavy booster. But less than four minutes into flight, a live webcast showed the upper stage Starship failed to separate as designed from the lower stage Super Heavy, and the combined vehicle was seen flipping end over end. The spaceship reached a peak altitude of nearly 20 miles before its fiery disintegration. Nevertheless, SpaceX officials on the webcast cheered the feat of getting the fully integrated Starship and booster rocket off the ground for the first time with a seemingly otherwise clean launch and declared the brief episode a successful test flight.
2: SpaceX later said multiple engines on its 33-engine booster were not firing as the rocket ascended. This caused it to lose altitude and it began to tumble in the air. The rocket was intentionally destroyed by its self-destruct system.
3: And you know, Tiff, Musk gave 50-50 odds that the spacecraft would reach orbit in the coming weeks leading up to the flight. He stressed that clearing the launch tower and not blowing up the launch pad would be a win.
2: And the FAA said it would oversee the accident investigation and until it determines that there is no threat to public safety, starships are grounded.
3: And throngs of spectators watched from several miles away from the launch site. Let's hear what they had to say. The coverage went blank and then all of a sudden, kaboom, right? And, you know, you couldn't hear it, but you could see the plume and, uh, The super super heavy booster just kind of hung there and it hung there for a really long time. I expected it to fall over and explode, but it didn't. I sat in Colorado and watched them walk on the moon. So how
2: much fun would that be before I die to watch them walk on Mars, for instance? And coming up, a beautiful bloom of wildflowers in full effect in Southern California. Find out what led to this year's variety and what visitors have to say about the site. And we take a look at a new exhibition ahead of the coronation of Britain's new king. Buckingham Palace's Queen's Gallery is featuring fashion and artwork from the Georgian era right after the break.
3: Good to have you back with us. The heavy rains in California this year have been a burden for some, with flooding in many areas. But the drought-ending showers have brought positive effects as well, like full blooms of wildflowers. Entity's Jeremy Sandberg has more on
6: the eye-catching experience. An unusually wet winter has led to carpets of wildflowers on southern California's hillsides. A beautiful array of orange and yellow poppies adorns the Antelope Valley Reserve. Here in the poppy reserve and surrounding areas, we do have everything mixing up to make that perfect uh, sort of concoction in the soil to bring these flowers up. California park ranger Kevin Overduin says while it's not technically a super bloom, what's unique is the variety of flowers this year. As serene as it looks all out there, all of these flowers are battling, um, trying to um, live in this environment. They're competing with each other. Overdoing says the amount of rain this year is what allowed for a wider variety this season. And it is exciting and, and really neat to witness. First time visitors were filled with awe by the scene on Thursday.
2: Looks like when you drive far it's like an orange patch full of poppy flowers, so that's beautiful. It was extremely beautiful,
5: I mean it's, it's really
2: a uh, great experience. We decided to see the full bloom of poppy seeds, it's amazing.
6: Others try to capture it on camera every season.
2: So the years that they
5: come, it's like gotta get out here and get some pictures. It's a magnificent view, really. And uh, mm, uh, I came each year, almost each year, when the poppy blooming.
6: Regardless the reason for taking the trip, spectators agreed it was time well spent. Jeremy Sandberg, NTD News.
2: Sounds like a fun trip for the family. It does indeed, and it really is beautiful. I thought it was very striking what the ranger was saying, how it looks serene, but these flowers are actually battling for survival. But what did you think? Wow,
3: really resilient flowers there. Yeah, I thought it was cool. It looked like a river of orange.
2: It does indeed. And coming up, an exhibition is underway at Buckingham Palace in London. It marks the upcoming coronation of Britain's King Charles III. The Queen's Gallery is featuring royal fashion and art from the 18th and early 19th centuries. And Edie's Cost Kostemines brings us a glimpse of what's on display.
0: The show at Buckingham Palace is called Style and Society, Dressing the Georgians. It is dedicated to Georgian Britain a historical period that was marked by the reign of four monarchs, George I until George IV. It features wedding gowns, royal dresses and artwork from the era, such as the wedding dress worn by Princess Charlotte of Wales.
5: The dress is interesting because it actually shows that it's been adapted over time from how it would have originally looked as a wedding dress. Uh, Princess Charlotte follows the tradition for European, uh, across Europe, for royal brides to wear silver. So this is a silver dress. Um, It incorporates silk net and embroidery.
0: The Georgian-era fashion display comes just two weeks before the
6: coronation of Charles III. It's perfect timing to have a big exhibition at the Royal Collection and it's full of very grand portraits of kings and queens, which is what people are really looking for. It is a very fashion-heavy exhibition, so very much it's telling the story of fashion through art.
0: The exhibition features over 200 items from the Royal Collection, including jewellery and uniforms. Among the paintings, a full-length portrait of Queen Charlotte stands out as well as a famous portrait of Napoleon in military uniform. The show runs until October 8th this year. Cost and NTD News.
3: You know, Tiff, I thought it was really great how they use that expensive material in there, that silk.
2: I think they look really exquisite, but also quite heavy.
3: Well, yeah, women go to great lengths to look beautiful.
2: That's true, we still do that. Well, that's all from today's program, but we'd love to hear from you at goodmorning at NTD.com. So shoot us an email if you'd like. Thanks for watching, I'm Tiffany Meyer. And I'm Kevin Hogan.